the Shady Pines, an afterthought media podcast on which gay people discuss the Golden Girls. Today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 15, titled Before and After. First, from the business known as show, please give it up for the one, the only, <laughs> Mr. Adam Salandra. Hello, Adam. Hi, Joe. You're looking sharp as you? ever. You think so? Well, I'm really in the shadows. That probably helps. Lori, I love how, like, oh wait, let me bring in, it, it's, look... <laughs> From bloody, from bloody podcast, the goddess of goth gossip, got, glitz, glamour, and gore herself, Miss Lori Roggenkamp. Hello, Lori. Hello. Um, I like when like. Do you think Salandra just looks at this screen and he's just like, it's just like he just looks like two Humpty Dumpties <laughs> on the Google Meet. What are you thinking, Salandra? Yeah. When you when you look at the screen and you see someone like me and Lori both staring back at you, are you just like, you understand homophobia all of a sudden? Is that what's going on? There? <laughs> Honestly, I feel happy because the last time I saw Lori, well, we did a podcast, but we couldn't see each other. So the time before that was literally the whole taking off pants thing, which I don't even remember what was happening. To tell I don't you remember truth. that either. But I was laughing so hard that I'm very excited to be to be looking at her once more. Oh well, I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I will answer Joe's question. Yes, I agree. I agree that <laughs> homophobia should exist because of you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I feel <laughs> specific. Yes. Yeah. 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 I just don't. I don't want the moment to go away without letting Joe know that he's a horrible person. That was good. I tried to spin it, but I don't want to brush past the important stuff. No, no, no. Well, look, we have two. What you guys are witnessing right now is the banter between two Los Angeles improv and sketch comedy legends. Both of them (laughs) having gone through the Groundlings uh, program. and uh you know they they breath they breathe the same rarefied air as like Kristen Wiig and Will Ferrell and um who's the one that played Judge Judy? Judge Bianca Judy. What'd you say, Adam? Bianca Del Rio. Bianca Del Rio, but also um Sherry O'Terry. Sherry O'Terry and uh Lisa Kudrow and the the wife from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Let's uh, let's take a moment. Yeah, just name them all. Drew name Drogi. them all. Adam, did you ever meet Drew Drogi when you were at the Groundlings? Oh, did I? I, I, and then became friends. Oh, he's great. Oh, you're friends with Drew Drogi. I mean, yeah. Oh, we, yes. wow, Laurie, you, Laurie is so jealous because all Drew Drogi did was yell at Laurie. He did not yell. No, he, he was uh, like that. But I, the only reason I said I told Joe that, and he's blown out of proportion, is he's very, he's very de- dedicated teacher. So he's very uh-huh. like. In, and me, I am a I am loud when I try and yeah. be quiet. Mm-hmm. So like I, 
I was like, I was sitting behind him one time and I was eating chips and he was just like, he was so upset that I was eating chips right behind him. And I was trying to be quiet and it was like making it worse. So you're like, Drew, this is my, yeah, this is the quietest I can be. Yeah. Uh, Adam so is he, currently frozen in probably the most unattractive pose you could ever be frozen in. That, well, I he still pulls it off. Another fun thing was that uh, with Drew, because he was my first Groundlings teacher, was yeah. that I that was the the class where you learned that like you can't you can't if I'm a girl I can't play a boy. So they've kind of been more lax on that, but. Mm-hmm. At the time, I was like, if you are a girl, you play a girl character. Well, for some reason, I would just name everybody boy. I would name boy boys girls' names and girls' boys' names. Which is so to, like, funny because some of the most iconic SNL characters, and I know they, they don't want to necessarily that they follow SNL's rules. But, like, you know, Pat was played by a woman. Yeah, but Pat's not a man. Oh, yeah, Pat's not a man. You're right. Pat is androgynous. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. All right. So, you know, I, I, they've been, they've lax, they've been lax, mm-hmm. you know, they, they've allowed men to play women and women to play men. They're more lax now. But at the time when I first, first started taking groundlings classes, they were yeah. still very much like you play a woman. Mm-hmm. You don't have to play a feminine woman. Yeah. You mm-hmm. don't have to play, you could play a man, mannish character. Mm-hmm. It just has to be a woman. You're, but you're so. saying now they've relaxed those rules? A little bit, yeah. As there have been more non-binary people yeah. who have come into the uh, Groundlings. Now, so Adam, been you've been lax. here the entire time. What did you think of what Lori just said? <laughs> um, well, like most things, uh, I thought it was brilliant and also very funny. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Which is very odd. So, yeah, he had a Drew, I feel bad for Drew Jogi because he... He had to basically be like, you have to, you have to pull it together. <laughs> Cause well, because I'm, of the chips. Yeah, no, the chips. And then also oh, I, uh, I was telling, uh, I was telling Joe that, you know, at the time they're la- more lax now, but at the time they're very strict. And like, if you are a girl, you are playing girl characters. If you are a boy, oh, you yeah. are playing boy characters. I and, like and, uh, when, for some reason, I, not intentionally, I would like, if I was in a scene with you, I'd be like, Hey, Karen. And then Drew would have to stop the scene and be like, okay, you're a man named Karen. And then if I was in a scene with another woman, I'd be like, Hey, Billy Bob. And he'd be like, okay, you're a woman named Billy. But like, it was just like, not intentional. It's just like, for some reason, that was the only thing popping into my head. And so people would be like, so Drew Drogi had to like sit me aside one day and be like, I know you are better than this. <laughs> like, I know you <laughs> and are. And you're like, Drew, I don't see gender, uh, but yeah. I do see names when I look at people. And that's yeah. it. And so then that yeah. was when literally every name, I just switched to to Karen and Kyle. A guy, girl was a Karen and the guy was a Kyle. So You were ahead of your time on that, actually. Yeah, yeah. Well, now, so. you guys are both veterans of... Uh... Just the entire L.A. comedy scene. Who sets the rules at the Groundlings? Is there like a committee? Like, what if someone said, we're going to change this? How would that happen? Because are any of the original Groundlings people still there to run that? Like, who makes these decisions? I honestly don't know. No idea. There's, I'm sure, a committee of people that are that were made it all the way through and that are still with us. I'm sure it's them. I, mean, I really don't know. There's got to be, it's not, it can't just be like a baby in a top hat, you know, who's just sort of running things because wait, it's wait, still wait. going on. Wait, I want to go back so, to your world where the babies in top hats run things. 
You don't, you've never heard that expression? No, have you heard this? Oh, no, definitely, definitely no, definitely no. Oh. But I have heard of Baby New Year, which I think is the same thing, pretty much. But it's like, that's like the thing for like, it's mismanaged. It's like, it's run with, (laughs) like, by a baby in a top hat, so. It feels so good to learn something new, even at this old age. That's what my dad always used to say. Uh My, like, L.A., LA Sanitation District is run by a baby in a top hat. <laughs> would it be really shocking? At least he's a snazzy dresser. But would it be shocking yeah. if you found out that wasn't a, a quaint old saying he was saying? Like it was actually it was like literally legitimately by, like, like I have been telling you for thirty five years. <laughs> he's like, no, I. I mean, obviously the baby's grown up now, but it was yeah. a baby in a top hat. Yes. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, now you now Adam. Earlier, you were talking about how your fiance Sean is a homebody. Right, mm-hmm. and I guess to me, I think the, the, it's a homo body. What, <laughs> oh, that's true. That is what I meant. What's funny is, but I, I would say, oh, by the way, Lori, I have, a, I found, literally found, an entire box of Plenity. Oh, I, I'm good. I'm oh, you're good. Be, I don't know what yeah. I'm gonna do with it. Ugh. Anyway, I got sick. I, I did. I tell you that I, I took some a couple weeks ago, and I got really, really sick, and I no. thought I had COVID. So. <gasps> no. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No. Oh. Anyway, uh, oh, don't you don't even want to know, Adam? Okay, okay, we're 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 storming past. I I have personal conversations on a show. Anyway, um, what I was gonna say is, uh, because funny, Lori, you're a homebody, correct? Wouldn't you call yourself Mm -hmm. a homebody? And I'm I'm quite the homebody, and yet I have this image in my head when you say this about about your fiance Sean that homebodies are very serious. Is he a very serious person? No, no. It's here's what it is. We he works all day. He he runs uh, the store that he works at, and so he's like dealing with people all day. But he gets his energy from alone time, as an introvert does. So he's fully drained, and just his non-work time, he doesn't want to deal with. That. Whereas I like thrive on people, but specifically sort of like chaos slightly unhinged people often often so it's like just going to be double draining for him yeah <laughs> uh, some points so uh, it's just going to be double draining for him so he has to pick his moments to be with me carefully and of course again he's never been here when we do a podcast he hasn't met you so i i do love all the like the different things you you make up in your head about what he might be like um but but no, he's not. I mean, you've seen on Instagram at least a photo of him. I guess so you have an yes. image. But does um, he make you laugh? Yeah, we are. We have good banter. Certainly, I, I kind of feel that way about my girlfriend. She's she's funny. She's not like you or me, where I feel like she, she her humor doesn't come from a constant need to be self-assured that you are a loving per- you you are loved you know right, 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 like right, right. i think our, all but all three of us and i i have to say have holes in our heart that we fill by just you know trying our hardest to make people laugh so we can feel like we people like care about us yeah yeah Yes. Her her humor just comes from just being a goofy per she just is a goofy person. But if I laughed at her stuff, it's not like she would then go into the bathroom and rethink her entire life. You know, like is, <laughs> is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Am, am I not funny like I thought I was, you know? So I think she, she but she, you know, she'll say something if it doesn't get a laugh. It's not like she's like, oh, uh, I mean, what I meant was <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fair. Sean has always been his 
uh, biggest fan in comedy, but he's also like very aware. He's like, well, I think I'm funny, which I respect that a lot, but I'm yeah. like, okay, yeah. well, leave it to a professional, but uh, you know, he, uh, he, he doesn't care. I, always wonder and i just really don't want to get into this conversation but i'm like do you think you're funnier than me i'd like to know but i just don't want that I, I don't want to hear anything else about it oh do you yes. do you think he thinks I mean, no. he's funnier than you are um I, I used to wonder that but i don't really anymore because i don't think he like we've just been together so long like we just don't even i think he now would say no he's the funny one he's the comedian but like if you're actually asking him like who makes you laugh harder? He probably would say himself. Oh, really? Oh, he laughs at his own jokes? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Very interesting. Well, on that note, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get right into the episode. I lied. Okay. So we'll, we'll talk about it for a second, but whatever. <laughs> After Rose has a near-death experience, she drastically alters her lifestyle, which causes conflict between the girls. This results in Rose moving out to an apartment where she finds it's not every day that you find best friends, and she moves back. But uh, let's, let's, let's start with our very special guest. Like I said, I don't know, Adam, if you caught all of it. She is the goddess of glitz, glamour, goth, gossip, and gore. It's Lori Roggenkamp. Lori Roggenkamp, what were your thoughts on this episode? Uh, well, I had a couple of thoughts. Sure. Uh, one was, um, that I had a real problem with, I don't know if it's continuity thing or what, is that they only had one small carton of ice cream, but all three of them shared. That seems... (laughs) Oh, was it like a Ben and Jerry size? It was like a tiny, tiny little size of ice cream. And they were like, oh, let's all... And then also they had their whipped cream and fud and chocolate syrup in like three different places. Well, you know, it's funny that you point that out, Lori, because often that it's, it's, I never thought about that, but it's often when they show the women that they're like, they're eating enormous amounts of food that even you and I would have trouble fitting. Like, they're like, we're going to eat an entire cheesecake, uh, <laughs> a pound of stuffing, you know, uh, Sophia, you know, they're eating so much food and you're like, there's yeah. no way they could finish this. That's, I never thought about that. Adam, do you have any thoughts on this? Um, this is not exactly answering your question, but I, it always drives me crazy when they're when to watch them because the food always looks good. Anytime I'm watching TV, I'm like, oh, I need to eat that. And they understandably aren't actually eating. Mm-hmm. They're just like moving it around on their plate and they'll like pick up a little on the fork and then put it down to say something. And I'm just like, oh, do it, do it, do it. And they never do it. No. And it's just I don't like food wasted like that. You, oh, you yeah. ever actually see them eating the food? Very rarely. Watch now and you'll see. Occasionally someone takes a bite because it would just be so weird not to the way they were doing whatever they're doing, but uh-huh. very rarely. Yeah. Uh I I like I liked it. I thought it was I thought look, I thought it to me it kind of had a similar to other episodes I've watched for this podcast in the past where I felt like the first half was I thought was funny and then the second half was kind of depressing. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, uh, which is what I most like, people feel about this very podcast. Yeah, I liked it. I, uh, 
One other thing I will uh, bring up, which I don't know if this even is interesting, is I used to play competitive canasta. Wait, 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 wait. First of all, I don't even know. I mean, canasta is always a game that you see played by old women or in reference to old women. Yeah. I don't even know what the general premise of canasta is. I will tell you, I don't remember a single thing about canasta because my family stopped. uh, This is going to become a whole thing. My family stopped, I want to say when I was like 11 or 12, maybe Mm -hmm. a little bit older because my dad got upset and flipped a table over. Over Um, canasta? Over canasta. Yeah. My dad got upset because something happened. He was playing with my mom and something happened. And this woman made a, a, a like a snide joke and he flipped the table over. So my family was just like, all right, we're, we're getting too into canasta. So, mm-hmm. you know, is it cards or is it like, to- it's for some reason I see like chips, like poker chips. It's cards and you play in groups of, you play with a partner. So you you play. That's all I remember. You play with a partner, and then there's something about a flush or a fold or something. I don't. Mm-hmm. I legit don't remember the rules because mm-hmm. we just stopped playing. Yeah. So, all right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, a table flip will do that to a family. Yeah. Sometimes. So, Landra, what were your thoughts in the episode, just in general? Um. Very weird. Weird energy mm-hmm. for me in this app. Why? Um. I just felt. Like something, it, it just didn't have, it was just a lot of, see if I wrote down one, cause I don't really remember, but I, I think that I just, it doesn't quite fit the tone, like Rose running off. Maybe she's usually the voice of lightness, but she was like in a darker place. Well, not really. She thought she was happy, but, and then like the roommates, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it really. Well, it, it has, it has that weird TV show time logic, yeah. which it's where it's like, I'm moving out. And then the next scene, she's like, all right, the car's all packed. See you later. And it, but you have to think there's a long stretch of time between that. You know, I mean, that she has to find a place. I'm sure, uh, sure Blanche wanted notice, you know, so you might yeah. think like a month went by, you know, at least a few weeks. And then, um, uh, and then she moves into this place, and then they don't even visit her till she's been there a couple of weeks. You know, yeah. so I mean, yeah. there's two weeks of her not living there, and like, well, also she moved out because they were not like she turned into a teenager yeah. where she was like hanging out with like a crowd that was like partying all the time, but it just seemed like they were going to different dining spots and loved to walk <laughs> along the beach, so. Uh, she's like, I, my beach crowd understands me. So she goes to, she moves out. But then as soon as she moves into this place, which we don't know how she met these women, we don't know how they, you know, she's like, oh yeah, I lost touch with my beach crowd too. So the crowd that she moved out of the house for, she's no longer talking to. And we just totally didn't even see that moment happen. Yeah. And it was very quick that that was the case. And were these people her age? And was there just like, well, senior drama or what what was the problem? We'll never yeah. know. But I want to go back to there's a whole few weeks where she's still living there looking for a place and there's no one they don't make up. There's no like look, we were being crazy there, like that sort I of I mean, thing. 
the the, I, the logically that's what should happen, but I think in the timeline of the show, it was like literally the next day she packs up her car. And- that's actually a good point. I think they yeah. the, they wrote it as in like she said she's moving and she's moving. She's yeah. Back. Yeah. she found a place and she found a place and uh, yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be great if there was another sitcom with uh, Stephanie and Liz? You know? Yeah. Well, I love the crossover episode <laughs> oh, back in these times. Well, I mean, but they're like, ap- like actively not interested in each other. Actively. Like, it was such a weird, it was so, like, I've had roommates before and, you know, I've had roommates where I'm not necessarily friends with them, but I'm friendly and sure. you're still you're still not like, look, I don't care about your life. Like I get that maybe that's some people, but it just seems weird to me like that woman was just she's always in the living room reading a magazine, but she could care less if you tell if you tell her about like to the point where somebody's talking and she just gets up and walks into the other room. Like she I cannot like, stand. Yeah, yeah, so if land, you are mm-hmm. in the living room, then you can be spoken to. Yes. Like, I would go in your room and, and get a nice chair in there if you want total privacy in a roommate situation. Yes. Uh, Salandra, have you had roommates before, before Sean? What, did, what was your situation? Yeah, I have, but I've always had, they were always friends of mine. Oh, interesting. So, so it was a little different. Um, can I just call something out that I thought was interesting? Uh, in Man, the, I want before... you to know, Lori, before you say this. This is the most, this entire season that we've talked about an episode, but go ahead. Really? <laughs> well, I really want to talk about uh, episode 16, when we, the next episode. When we get we'll to come back episode. next week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, you know what? Right. That's a good idea, Lori. Come back next week and you can, we can talk about it. That's a good one, yeah. I haven't watched okay. it yet. I don't know what happens on that episode. So, uh, so she falls down. Who right? does? Uh, uh, Rose. Okay. She falls down. Yeah. And she's like, call 911. And she's gripping the only part of her body that hasn't touched the ground, which is her side. <laughs> and she, uh, she says that she fainted, but we never saw her faint. Yeah. That- we saw her fall down and she was fully awake. So fainted, but caught herself immediately woke back up and yeah, in a side plank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and. She goes to the the doctor says, oh, she, she, he says something technical and he goes, and they're like, what? And he goes, oh, she had something in her food pipe. Esophagus. It was an esophagus. It was an esophageal twist, Lori. Yeah. And they were like, what? And she goes, oh, she had something in her food pipe. And I was like, food pipe. Is that a normal term that people Mm -hmm. use? Food pipe? I just thought that was weird. It'd be Uh, like, you know. It's the medical term, I think. It'd be like if I was like, "Oh, I'm really constipated. There's no, there's no brown stuff coming out of my poop pipe." You know, <laughs> Lori. I wish you, you would. Yeah. Lori, have you ever had? Uh, do you ever tell uh, Star you're putting your fist up her baby pipe? Uh, no, because I want I want sex to continue. So um, that's why. Yeah, uh, I would never go. You know, here comes. You know. My fist is going back into the birth canal, yeah. you know. Here comes the plane. Open. Oh yeah, you ever do part. that? Like, like. No. <laughs> I have done. I have done that where I've been in there and I've been like, oh, it's vibrating. So <gasps> I have done that. Have you really? And what does she say? Yeah. She. I mean, she seems to like it. Can she? This is a really weird question. 
kind of know what the, oh, ner- the other ones have been fine. I don't know what the nerve endings are like <laughs> inside of a person. <laughs> but when let's say if you were to move one single finger, would you be able to to differentiate that? Yeah. Do you think? And I look. I look. I don't know anything about lesbian sex. Okay. Oh. But well, you, you should. You, you've asked enough questions. <laughs> 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 certainly, I mean, the few times we've been together, I yeah. gotten a good education from the questions shows asked. Certainly, why? Why are you asking so many questions if not to learn more about lesbian sex? Have you ever thought of doing like at least even just you and Star like a ventriloquism routine? Uh, <laughs> I don't think I don't think my arm works that way. <laughs> No, but what I'm saying is like you, you I love moving, the arm would be the hard part for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you move, like it, she just knows that when you wiggle your finger, she moves her mouth up and down. And then you're like, hey, Billy. That, we tried I, it out. I'd pay to see that show. Yeah. We tried it out in front of her parents and they were not pleased. So, <laughs> that, well, no. you know why? Because they could see your lips moving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, they were like, you know, well, we paid a lot of money for ventriloquist lessons, yeah. and this is the best you can do. Yeah, yeah. Stop, stop, like Lori. A... I can see your mouth moving. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of? Oh, I thought you were saying it? her lips. Her yeah. lips. Moving. Oh, those are definitely moving. <laughs> All uh, of that. Anyway, Lori, have you had a near-death experience? I was going to ask you guys that. Uh... I, the closest I ever came to near death experience was I was getting my, I mean, I guess I could say the time where I had that problem with my, um, gallbladder, but I never really felt like that. That time. I don't, what are you talking about? Oh, uh, so when I had gone on that shake diet and lost Mm -hmm. a bunch of weight, I had built up gallstones and my, uh, gallbladder was like essentially about to explode and my liver started failing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to go into the emergency room about seven times in a week. Finally was admitted because they started noticing through my blood test that my liver was failing. And then they also found that I had a cyst on one of my ovaries the size of a three-month-old baby Jeez. that they thought was possibly cancerous. And also, but, um, also surprisingly, wearing yeah. a top hat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was the worst part. That was the thing that hurt was the top hat. Sure. Um, oh, yeah. So, Putting on but the, the weird part about that was I never really had like a moment of fear. You know what I'm saying? Like you go into this like weird sort of calm where you're like, eh, it's mm-hmm. going to be fine. Yeah. And it's one of those things where, I mean, that's, it's basically denial, but you know, I just never had like a, oh, that was a death experience. The one that really stands out to me that I still have nightmares about was, I was 18 and I had my jaw, uh, I had TMJ. And then so I had my jaw broken and moved forward to sort of help with my TMJ. And um, when I, I remember waking, it was the first major surgery I'd ever had where I had to go under. Mm-hmm. I remember waking up from the surgery, vomiting blood. And uh, a nurse, I could hear a nurse say, oh, that's not good. And then I was out again. And then I woke up like, I want to say like maybe an hour and a half later. Um, and I just remember thinking that that was the first time where I realized like, oh, that's what it's going to be like when I die. It's not going to be like a, I'm going to have this moment of awareness. It's going to be like one second I'm here and one second I'm not. And so that's it was weird. like, that was terrifying. So what about you, Solandra? You ever had a near death experience? Sort of. Yeah. I've had kind of a lot. Um, a lot. I was, I mean, so to speak, I was, um, 
when I was little, a child, we were on a cruise and me and my friend walked up. I mean, like old enough. Oh, cool. The dog's just flipping out on the bed. Um, me and my friend were... Me and my friend were walking up on the roof at night and it was super, super windy. And I started like blowing across the ship a little bit. So I grabbed onto like one of the little deck chairs to keep myself safe and normal. And the chair lifted up into the air. So I was like holding on to it and I let go and the chair flew over the side of the <gasps> ship. So if I had just been a little lighter, I too would have gone with it, which is wild. That's crazy. Wow. And then once I was held at gunpoint, but I feel like that's a story for a different time because it's it's involved in long. Oh my gosh. Wow. Stay tuned. Is that how you met your boyfriend? It, okay, well, I guess it wasn't that long of a story. Yes. <laughs> he tried to kill me and I was like, or we could date. And here we are. Yeah. He's like, I want to stay home. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. more yeah. of a <laughs> Yeah. Um, all right. What about well, you, Joe? No. Not that I can think of. Good. I would say the closest that ever came was we were walking down Sunset and Joe was drunk. And there was a there was, it a was testing Santa Monica. Bin. It was Santa Monica Boulevard. Oh, I keep thinking it's Sunset. Santa Monica Boulevard. And there was a testing site for the you know to test uh, gay men for AIDS outside of the outside off Sunset Boulevard. And Joe was a little drunk off Santa Monica and- Boulevard. So now we can know the story's a lie. And uh, Joe walks, we're walking through the crowd, and Joe all of a sudden just goes, negative, positive, positive, negative. <laughs> Starts pointing to the people. And they were so upset. And we just was like, we just kept walking. And mm-hmm. I just, I remember, I, I think I made it worse, where I was just like, ah, ha, 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 ha. Just I actually, you know what? It's it's, like, somebody's got off with a joke. It's funny yeah. you say that, Laura. I, actually, I remember I did have a near-death experience. You and I were walking from Sunset, actually, and you were <laughs> drinking a soda and out of a styrofoam cup. Oh, my. Okay. And we get yeah. to the corner, and Lori's like, I'm done with this soda, and just literally just tosses it on the ground. Well, where else where was I going to put it? And I got, and Moby was walking by. Ugh, that and, guy. And Lori. Like actual Moby? No, but guy looked like Moby. Oh. And he you look like Laura- Moby if Moby had been like beaten the sh- had his, the crap had been beaten out of, and also if his ass was replaced by his face. Okay. And Lori and this guy get in a fisticuffs. We do not. And I had to pull them apart and get in the car, and uh, it was very very scary. Um, all oh, right. Well, we're actually, were there. we're right up on time here. Uh, I'm gonna burn through some things, Lori. Here's what we do here. We do this. Uh, Hollywood Square style, okay? Hollywood okay. Square style. I'm gonna give you some references. If you if you don't know who they are, just make it up. If you know who they are, say who it is, and then Adam's gonna tell us if it's if it's if he agrees or disagrees. Oh, okay? can I just say one more point? Sure. Go that ahead. I, okay. There were so many vases in that new place. I just want to. Oh, throw that out new place that. was the deck. The whoever did production design, it was awful. It was yeah, like that they, might be what made me so uncomfortable. I I hated the apartment. It was so bad and just so many vases. I was like, what are these vases? Are these the dead bodies of old roommates? Because there were so they were gigantic vases. Mm-hmm. So, okay. also, the also, by the way, the- <laughs> I think Liz and Stephanie hang out with each other. Oh, 
For wow. sure. They're probably lesbians. Oh, they left together. The, oh, yeah. They left together. And uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Because they went to the same room when later. I mean, I was, yeah. Yeah. They, wow. That's why they don't want the roommate to get too close because they don't want her to know that they're lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, wow. Okay. We're going to buzz through and then, and then Lori's going to, if she knows who it is, she'll say who it is. But if she doesn't, she'll just make it up. Here we go. Okay. Shirley MacLaine. I know who that is. Well, no, no. You, have to, you just have to say who it is. And then he's going to agree or disagree whether you're right or right. Whether he agrees you're what? what oh, you're Shirley MacLaine, isn't she an actress? She's an actress. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Once again, uh, Lori Rogan. What, what am I doing? Okay, I'm going to say the reference. You're going to say who this person is. And then he's going to say whether he agrees with you or disagrees with you. Okay. Okay. But if you don't know who it is, you make it up. I see. Okay. Like a true or false. He's going to say whether he thinks it's true or false. Okay. Okay. So Shirley MacLaine actress. Yeah, they they bring her up, but they actually it's a very people in 1987 would have known exactly what they were referring to. But I don't they didn't make it so overt. Shirley MacLaine is famous for and at that time had just come out with this that she believed in past lives and that she had lived multiple lives and so she's sort of been seen since then as a kooky like past lives person. And that's the joke they're sort of making there. All right, next um, there's not many references. It's funny. They have almost zero references in this episode. And then they just shoot them out machine gun style when Sophia's friend, son, is working on a bathroom for Tony Bennett. Is that who it's for? Yeah. Uh, I think it's, isn't it no, Liberace? It's t- no, no, no. Tony Bennett is who she's working for, but then he has all his friends like Dean Martin, Don Rickles, Mitzi Gaynor, and Liberace come over. But first, Lori, who is Tony Bennett? Tony Bennett isn't he's a an actor and a singer. What are you gonna say about? That? And he also suffers from Alzheimer's. Agree. Fresh off, hot off the presses. Today's breaking news. Is it really from today's breaking news? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh my gosh, I haven't seen that. Tony Bennett has Alzheimer's. Oh my god. That's yeah, so but strange. he still remembers Lady Gaga, which I mean, you can look at that as a plus or a minus. He's like. <laughs> I left my heart inside the shoe. And you're like, what? Anyway. Wow. That's a good wow. point. I never never thought of that. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> D- Dean Martin. Dean Martin, Lori. Rat Pack. Agree. He's a singer. I wouldn't call Tony Bennett an actor. Dean Martin was an actor and a singer. I don't know if I'd call Tony Bennett an actor. Are they actors or anything? Oh, Maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. I think I was thinking of Tony Curtis, actually. Oh. So I was wrong about Tony Curtis. But, I mean, Tony Bennett does have Alzheimer's. But I, I, actor-wise, I was thinking of Tony Curtis. Don Rickles. Don Rickles, Lori. Hey, you hockey pucks. That's not Tony. You're just saying. Now you, you, Don Rickles. Know. That's how he used to greet people. What, who what is he, though? What, how do we know him? He's a, a comedian. He's an insult comic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You agree with that, uh, Salandra? After you just agreed with it? Yeah. I think Adam is frozen again. Oh, I didn't know he was frozen because it looks so, like, naturally like he's really there. Uh, yeah. Okay, what about Mitzi Gaynor, Lori? Do you know who Mitzi Gaynor is? Mitzi Gaynor is a uh, female, the first female wrestler in the WWE. Salandra, what do you think of that? Oh, he got Okay, now he really left. Uh, no, Mitzi Gaynor was an actress, uh, still alive, by the way. I was very shocked by that when I looked it up, but still alive. 
Mitzi Gaynor, actress, dancer, one of the you know you know those days all the women had to do it all like sing, dance, and act yeah, and all that yeah. shit. And then Liberace, Lori, you want to tell us about Liberace? A piano musical person. Actually, when this uh, after two weeks after this episode first aired, he died of AIDS-related pneumonia. Oh, two weeks after this episode aired. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay, very good. All right. Um, you missed a really interesting piece of trivia there, Salandra. I'm sure I would have gotten it right. <laughs> Let's just assume I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm, good job. Good point, Adam. Good yeah. point. Thank you. All right, you. now we play a different game. Now both of you can play this game. I'm going to name the guest star, tell you a little bit about them, and then you guess whether they're still alive or not. Okay? Okay. Yeah, one of my favorites. All right. Liz, the roommate Liz. Uh, all of these people, by the way, I'm going to play. Oh, no. Deb, her name was Deborah May. She's a character actress. She actually currently has a recurring role on uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, really? Well, I guess I just sort of gave away what's. <laughs> I guess I just sort of gave away. I'm going to say she's dead. <laughs> yeah. A posthumous, a posthumous uh, recurring role. All right. I'm going to say she's, she's dead. Okay. She died, and they're just, her corpse is on, the, on Cobra Kai. Rosanna Huffman, who played Stephanie, the magazine reading roommate, uh, another Ugh. character actress and a bunch of things. Uh, all the, all the shows of the eighties that you would know these people have been on. Is 90s. she dead? Uh, that's my question to you. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to vote. She's still kicking and terrorizing I'm, people. I'm going to mm-hmm. say she's dead. Lori says dead. Solandra says alive. 2016, not a good year for uh, Rosanna Huffman. She passes away. Oh, oh, she was in Murder, She Wrote. I'm telling you, every show of the 80s and 90s, these two women were in. All right, I'd next we have... Yeah, we have Nat Bernstein as Dr. Wallerstein, the, the Jewish doctor. Uh, goes on to produce a bunch of shows. A bunch of... He's TV actually more known there. as a TV producer. Wait, Lori, you're cheating and looking it up. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize I was supposed to not look him up. Okay. Yeah. Wow, overachiever. Yeah. Uh, well, he's still alive since Cheedy McCheaterson just looked him up. <laughs> now, by the way, this episode originally aired on January 24th, 1987, uh, in the week since it aired. So between last episode and this episode, a very famous, though grisly, event happened. Pennsylvania, your home state, Adam, Pennsylvania treasurer Buddy Dwyer was convicted of... Uh, of um, corruption for corruption charges and bribery and right after the guilty verdict goes into a press conference and blows his brains out in front of the press and Jeez. what's funny is in front of the press. in front of the, you can find the footage they cut it off before it happens but you can find it's really it's really it's awful it's really bad um what's really sad is that um later on he's exonerated like it turns out like it was not re- like he was innocent uh-uh. Yeah. Mhm. Awkward. Wow. Yeah, super awkward. Uh all right. Uh final I think sh- in the in the judicial system that's called an oopsie daisy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm really bad at like law terms, but that does sound familiar. Yeah. Chung chung. You know Adam, even you know that chung chung it's like it's it's the sound that law and order makes to show a transition from one time to another. Do you, ever wi- do you ever wish that you could just do that anytime you want? Like if your aunt's telling you a boring story, if she's like, one time when I was... Ching-chong. 
Yeah, and then I went. I really wish I could do the automatic the uh, drag race rattlesnake shade noise Uh after I say something that I think is cool. Oh, Um, that'd be more fun to me. And nobody else acknowledges it. Yeah, (laughs) especially then. But you know, wasn't born with that talent. Uh, Uh, yeah. Final judgments, Lori. What were your final thoughts on this episode? Oh, I was going to say the guy who played the doorman. Oh, yeah. The that she asks. Mm-hmm. He was the voice of, of Furby. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, I knew he was a voice actor, but I actually took him off the list. I'm all, did they really want to talk about Tom Pope is his name? Well, and the, only reason, brought, I, right back up. the yeah. only reason I bring him up is that the the first time I masturbated, I used a Furby. What? To assist me. <laughs> so, that's it. There we go. That's, and uh, how did it how did it work? I put. I mean, I don't mean the mechanics, although you can share. But like, did it did it well for you? It it wasn't as beneficial as I thought it was going to be. Unfortunate. Yeah, but I got there, so you know. Oh well, damn! First time's the <laughs> yeah. charm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, final judgments on that note, Lori. How many cheesecakes are you going to give this episode? Uh, I would say how many cheesecakes is it out of? Is it does it matter? 10. I would say seven cheesecakes. Wow. I thought there were some funny moments. I love the story of her when she's explaining how she, where she went and how she died. And um, Wait, you know what? There might've been some good lines. Is this the, is this the episode or it could be next week's episode? What's the one where Dorothy says to Rose, um, honey, are you, do you, uh, wash, wash the, the fruit? fruit? Yeah. That's, uh, that's next week's episode. Oh, that's next week's that's episode. funny. The line I liked in this was I forget what was even happening with Blanche said abhorrent. Oh yeah. And Sophia was like, we know what you are Blanche. And they (laughs) were on that jokes. I enjoyed that. But for the most part, it was just like a lot of drama. I did not like the roommates. And so for that reason, I'm giving it a five. Oh really? It's so funny. You said I give it a four. Cause Mm. to me, a five is just like a standard issue episode this to me is a little a little a smidge worse okay you're right you're right i actually want to give it a four too okay all right if it's not too late if it's only i like- uh i thought there were some solid funny moments to it so that's why i'm giving it a seven but i mean i'm not i don't watch it as much as you guys do so as you guys someone do. has to be the nice yeah, one. Okay. yeah and i also enjoyed the light semitism that the anti-semitism that was yeah. there when when blanche was like oh she's gonna be fine she has a jewish doctor yeah. So You're never gonna uh, Dr. Joe. Dr. Joe. Yeah. All right. And we are going to see that doctor in the next episode. You know what? I'm I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna and I'm not even being funny. Next next uh next time Lori's on, I'm just not gonna write scripts or notes because she does all the research and I'm like, why am I like I literally had to take time away from talking to my boyfriend to do these scripts. Oh. Meanwhile, I have Lori producing the show. I'm just gonna let her do it. Well, yeah, clearly you should. All right. Well, I'm sorry that I researched the episode. (laughs) I'm not mad. uh, No, I'm not mad. I'm legitimately telling you that it's not mad. (laughs) That's what's happening. (laughs) Yeah, that's what's going to happen. All right. Uh, Lori, thank you for being here. Maybe you'll come back next week because I know you want to talk about an episode. Adam, once again, at this point, please do. Hey, see you at Wolfie's. Thank you for listening to Shady Pines. You can find Adam Salandra on Twitter and Instagram at Adam Salandra. That's A-D-A-M-S-A-L-A-N-D-R-A. 
Uh, you can find Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. Shady Pines is an Afterthought Media podcast. 